Hello and welcome to another episode of Despite the Challenges, a show where we showcase people with amazing abilities who not only with their impeding circumstances and challenges overcome them, turn around their own lives, but they go out in the community and do amazing things. As indicated in our last segment, we are taking a little bit of version from our usual theme and continuing our uh, special series on domestic violence education and prevention program uh, dedicated to Latino community in a New Brunswick area, which was made possible by Avon Grant. Um, in this segment, my guests are uh, program coordinator Elaine Huens. Uh, she is the Domestic Violence Education Awareness Community Health Promotions Program Coordinator from Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. And I have uh, with her Veronica Ortiz. She is Domestic Violence Outreach Personnel, again, Community Health uh, Promotions to Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank, thank you, Rita. Thank you for having us. So good to uh, to have this opportunity to talk about the no mass program. So in our previous segment, we talked about uh, uh, how this program came about mm -hmm. and how it's going to be helping the domestic violence education program within the Latino community. And I'm sure there's a whole lot that you guys have been doing past few months and mm -hmm. will continue in coming few months uh, as a part of this uh, program. So let's let's talk about um, uh, tier two a little bit, uh, you know. Sure. Yeah. Last time we talked a bit about tier one, and we shared that we're doing uh, workshops with Latinas, ladies in the community, to. Um, uh, reduce the stigma of reporting domestic and sexual violence, to dispel myths about how the system works, provide a supportive, comfortable environment, and um, capitalize on one of the major strengths of the Latina community, which is women helping women. So in addition to providing these interactive workshops for 1,000 Latinas, we hope to reach focusing on New Brunswick and Perth Amboy communities. Another aspect of the program is the Tier 2 that you just mentioned, read to. And with Tier 2, we are providing workshops for professionals, um, such as social workers, healthcare providers, mm -hmm. counselors in schools, clergy, key lay people in houses of worship, I see. To, to give them a very similar program. Um, and do you want to talk a little bit about what the program includes in the Tier 2 workshop? So in the Tier 2 workshop, it's essentially the same um, curriculum that we covered with the women in the Tier 1. The NOMAS initiative overall, it's an empowering educational and awareness campaign and we're looking to address the fears associated with reporting domestic violence and sexual assault. Uh, specifically in the Latino community. So trying to address fears such as deportation, fear of more violence to themselves and to women, and to themselves and to their children, and um, fear of their children being taken away. And we also provide broader information on domestic violence and sexual violence. And the basis of the um, program is building on one of the major strengths in the Latino community, which is women helping women. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what we cover in the curriculum is 
um, very cultural based. We talk a lot about the Latino values and, you know, we emphasize like the strengths of um, unity, which is really super key and important um, within the community. And um, in addition to addressing all those, um, for allowing them to know their rights, okay. that despite yes. their, mm -hmm. their legal status, that they do have the right to report the violence. So that's like our focus for the tier one. And for tier two, we address the same concepts, but we add the piece of like best practices. So okay. if you were to have a client or if like a parent, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times in like the preschool, like if you're aware of one of the parents um, undergoing domestic violence or sexual violence, like what are some of the things that you can do to help them out? Okay. So uh, now this, this makes uh, really interesting because this uh, with the communities, cultural influences, uh, is a personal issue, is a domestic mm -hmm. issue. No intervention is needed. Mm -hmm. Let them sort it out, mm -hmm. right? From there to going out to the clergy, to going out to the school teachers or making them aware, hey, you have some social responsibility here, mm -hmm. right? Yes, yeah. So what do you see the reception among these people that you reach out for tier two? They're very excited and mm -hmm. happy to have the information. Mm -hmm. We know that you know professionals believe the same myths about domestic and sexual violence as the larger society. Um, somebody could be a physician or have a PhD, but if they haven't been educated about the effects of domestic and sexual violence, what the issues are, what the dynamics are like, then they're likely to believe the myths and they might inadvertently re-victimize the victim by asking a question I such see. as, why do you stay? Mm -hmm. So they're very happy mm -hmm. to have mm -hmm. more information and more tools, a greater understanding of what the rights of their mm -hmm. clients are and where to refer them because refer we spend them. a lot of time talking about local resources that mm -hmm. can help, either legal, you know, domestic violence agencies, sexual assault, attorneys, social service agencies, mm -hmm. etc. So let's, let's just talk about a little bit more on, say, if I were to pick a particular um, area of uh, professionals or people that uh, associate together, churches or schools, um, what kind of similarities or differences uh, in your approach will be to go out to them? Say, for example, in churches, um, usually is everyone is welcome, right? Mm -hmm. Um, abuser is welcome and abused is welcome. Mm -hmm. Right, so for our <laughs> tier one workshops, they are for women or anybody who identifies as a woman. And we explain that, you know, if any organization wants a co-ed presentation or a presentation for men, mm -hmm. we are more than happy to come I and see. do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the NOMAS tier one sessions are for ladies. Okay. So, mm -hmm. um, and we found that going where Latinas are comfortable is the best thing to do. So mm -hmm. recently we conducted a workshop uh, immediately following mass. Veronica is bilingual mm -hmm. and she did the presentation in Spanish immediately following mass in a Catholic church. Mm -hmm. And so, and it was only open to the ladies. And, I see. Mm -hmm. And we need to do things like uh, arrange childcare, provide food, because oftentimes these workshops, the, the women work all day. Mm -hmm. And if they're gonna come at six o'clock, we need to be able to provide food and make them comfortable. 
in order to and get be, the message out. And of course, be open to come and discuss and share and be open yeah, to, to comprehend. And I think what, what we're seeing though is, um, you know, the, what the foundation of the whole program is, is women helping women. And what we're seeing is that women are coming back to workshops, to the workshops, attending them again in order to support another woman's attendance there. Wow. That's, yeah, so that's, that's amazing. powerful. That's yeah. very powerful. Mm -hmm. Would you like to share any of the experiences that just stick out so much, they stand out, you know, after you giving the, uh, this educational uh, program into them? churches yeah, so. or with these workshops just for our viewers so just kind of give them something oh yeah no absolutely i mean the vibes in the room um each vibe is completely different from mm -hmm. the the other one but i think that the overall message at the end is that the women they feel very supported and we are now known as like a trustworthy type of a person. Mm -hmm. And so then they could spread the word to others, like these people have good information, like they wanna share, they wanna help, they wanna be there, they wanna support us. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the feedback that we're receiving is that they're very appreciative, they're super grateful, and I feel like they feel even more empowered once they leave. And then when they feel more empowered, they're able to empower others as well. Mm -hmm. So the feedback has been phenomenal from these Great. women. Um, I understand that you know the first responders would be part of this program as well mm -hmm. to receive this kind of education training. Yes, with the and tier two. In yeah. most cases, majority of the counties and the domestic violence response teams, they have involved themselves into such type of trainings. Now, uh, in New Brunswick area, especially with this project's initiative, mm -hmm. uh, the area that targets, there are bilingual uh, first responders available. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. If yeah. women reaches out, mm -hmm. or men in that mm -hmm. case, you know, whoever uh, has the need to report a case, mm -hmm. uh, the bilingual help is available to them. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. So are there um, uh, literature you make them available? Any kind of uh, brochures, etc. you make them available um, mm -hmm. in Spanish as well as in English? Yep, absolutely. Yes, yeah, we have our Nomas brochure right here and it's uh, we've produced it in both Spanish and English. I see. Mm -hmm. okay. And it's, it summarizes some of the main points of the presentation. Mm -hmm. So I, what I would like to do for our viewers um, if you could go over some of the important pieces of information contained <coughs> in these brochures. So for our viewers, I would like to uh, ask a little bit more about what the information is contained uh, in this brochure. Um, of course, there are a lot of uh, useful uh, information, that uh, agencies and their contact information, phone numbers. But I definitely would want to uh, go over some of the uh, information that might not be available as handy as you have brought in. Uh, so if you want to just go over a little bit. Sure. Uh, which is coming out of this uh, project. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the main points that we want to drive home is that regardless of a person's immigration status, if they've been subjected to domestic or sexual violence, they have the right to report it to the police and file a complaint. 
And here in New Jersey, we have restraining orders. So yes. they would have the right to file a restraining order <coughs> against the person who had abused them. Um, and we're, we're explaining who's eligible under the law and what crimes qualify. And, you know, all victims of domestic and sexual violence can report to the police. Beyond that, our federal government has put some laws in place with an understanding that immigrant victims of crimes may be more vulnerable. For example, the traditional um, kind of stereotypical example that we often think of is where a victim of domestic violence is is immigrating has immigrated and her spouse is either holds a green card as a legal permanent resident or as a citizen <clears throat> and he or she may be holding their immigration status mm -hmm. over the victim's head mm -hmm. and in the old days before we had um, the violence against women act and the ability to self-petition the abuser could say if you report the violence to the police if you report me sign a complaint I'll withdraw your application and you'll go back so in the early 90s Congress and uh, the Clinton administration signed the violence against women act and so abused spouses now have the power to self-petition for their immigration I status see. if they're married to someone with a green card or uh, a citizen <clears throat> so that would be the case if they are married too, and I'm sure mm -hmm. that there are um, living. Um, they they might be living with a person. There is no uh, marriage in place right. in those cases. Mm -hmm. A woman or man in that case mm -hmm. has the right to to report a violence. Yes, they can still re report it, and while they can't self-petition under VAWA for their status, they may be able to file for a U visa. Okay. So in the case of a U visa, if there has been a crime and the victim reports it and there's a specific list of crimes that qualify, as long as the victim cooperates with the police in the investigation, she may be able to file for a U visa. Okay. And benefits of a U visa include, um, it may lead to having a work permit, it can lead initially. to, initially, it can, it can lead to gaining status. <clears throat> Sometimes other family members can also mm -hmm. apply for status, mm -hmm, you know, according to their relationship with the victim. And again, the federal government put these provisions into place because they understood that uh, immigrant victims of crimes have more vulnerability. So with our NOMAS initiative, you know, we're so pleased that the Avon Foundation has funded us at Robert Wood Johnson mm -hmm. University Hospital to, con to do this work. And we are all about disseminating that information. So as you said, Ritu, we're sharing it orally, but it's a lot for community members to take in and yeah, remember. So mm -hmm. the brochure um, accompanies the trainings, the workshops, and provides that information. Mm -hmm. yes. <coughs> and I'm sure there would be a whole lot of follow-up work that you and the community and the coalitions would have to do. But this isn't a good first-hand information to give it to them. Take some of the fear away. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? So they would be sent back, their children would be taken away from them, what mm -hmm. would happen, they get arrested. So just that fear is kind of minimized, mm -hmm. mitigated a little bit there. It's a glimpse of hope that we're given. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. So they don't have to continue living into an abusive household. Exactly. Yeah. At the same time, we recognize that victims, adult victims, are just that, adults. And it's not anybody's place to tell them what to do. So as caring professionals, if mm -hmm. we encounter a victim or a survivor, 
we can say, you know, I'm feeling very concerned about you mm-hmm. and help is available and you have rights and I can help to connect you to that information. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be, it's not for us to tell her what to do about her relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. And additionally, we know that for abused women, leaving the relationship is the most dangerous time. Mm-hmm. So it more is. women are seriously injured or killed when they leave. So we include safety plan, safety planning as mm-hmm. a topic and we give sample safety plans. So as Veronica is conducting mm-hmm. the sessions in either Spanish or English, we're making that information available. available. Mm-hmm. So with, with this um, uh, grant that made mm-hmm. it possible, um, what led, just focus on Latina women? Yeah, so the Avon Foundation um, prioritizing addressing um, the abuse of women. So they conducted research to better understand domestic violence and sexual violence in the Latino community. And what they found was that fear was the number one reason why these victims were not reporting. And specifically, fear of deportation was the number one. So it was 41% said that it was fear of deportation, 39%. Yeah, 39% said that it was fear of um, more violence happening to themselves or to their children after Mm -hmm. reporting. And um, another 39% had also said it was a fear of their children being taken away. So I think that is in a uh, a person's mind, I want to say victim's mind, Mm -hmm. uh, a huge concern they'll be deported there'll be more abuse and their mm-hmm. children would taken away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So these are the big reasons and they continue taking that unacceptable behavior day after day. Right. It's also fear of the unknown. So for many, exactly. many victims and survivors of domestic and sexual violence, regardless of their culture, um, fear of the unknown and and those same fears without the additional layer perhaps of deportation, Mm -hmm. but fear of greater violence or fear of children being taken away is present. Um, And and sometimes it's like the evil that I know Mm -hmm. is less scary than than a system that's uh, mysterious to me. Mm -hmm. And we combine that with what we sometimes call the L word, which is that victims love, they either love (laughs) or loved the abuser. Mm-hmm. Yes. So oftentimes they might be ready to come out of that relationship. Um, but there's some sort of sympathy or there's some still a bond. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. pressure there. So after you go through this education um, and giving them some ray of hope, giving them something that's a better way, giving them something to look for, mm-hmm. drop those few seeds around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you mention any case or some examples where women actually do reach out and they open up? Oh yeah, we've seen in um, I think pretty much all our workshops after their tier workshops have been conducted, um, various women coming up to either Elaine and I and sharing their stories of whether um, they are currently in their abusive situation mm-hmm. or that they are survivors and a lot of the times you know they do go into detail about what it is that they went through but I think it's just more of, of having somebody to hear them and to being able to listen to them and to know that they're not alone I feel like that is um, 
the, like, that's the message that is being, you know, portrayed. Portrayed. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and education is the key. Eventually, it does hit home. Mm -hmm. Right. Or in the light of information, um, when the abuse becomes uh, at its peak, mm -hmm. right, or the tolerance is at its peak, you mm -hmm. no longer want to tolerate anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's a good to know that they had the information if they wanted to reach out oh, or yeah. they may reach out or to help somebody else or somebody right? else. Absolutely. And that's how we're promoting it in the community to help reduce uh -huh. the stigma yeah. of attending. That just because you're coming doesn't mean mm -hmm. that you are a victim. But we say to, to the Latinas, please come, learn how to help someone else in your community. Mm -hmm. yes. Be mm -hmm. a leader. Know what you know, know what yeah. can be done about this. And that helps to reduce the stigma. And as you had mentioned mm -hmm. even in our previous uh, segment, the uh, women helping women. Mm -hmm. So they become a good source to, to them to give them some yeah counseling some sort of empathy some encouragement encouragement mm -hmm. right yeah they're, yeah they're already helping each other with all kinds of uh -huh. you know daily things somebody's sick baby born weddings etc mm -hmm. and uh -huh. our message is mm -hmm. then we need to not turn away in our fellow woman's uh, time of need mm -hmm. even though the cultural message may have been that's between a husband and a wife or maybe she did something to deserve it or I need to stay out of other people's business. It's so our personal. message is the abuser is already isolating that survivor. Yes. So let us, as as her peers, as other women, yes. not turn away. But how can we safely support that person? Yes. So we don't want anyone to endanger themselves. And, and I think, I'm sorry. And I think there's something else to be said in the fact that it's a room full of only women. Mm -hmm. And I feel like these women have reported back that that has been essential in their ability to share their stories and to open up and, and feel safe and feel safe exactly right. so if one in the room stands up and shares maybe there are others who mm -hmm. can see their story mm -hmm. and someone mm -hmm. else's story mm -hmm. absolutely so right. you can feel um everybody's resilience and strength and yes. they that's definitely it's powerful because you could feed off of one another um, in this uh, tier two, when you're reaching out to the community leaders and mm -hmm. uh, agencies or professionals, mm -hmm. what are others uh, besides churches, first responders, schools, are there other segments of the community that you have reached out and you have gotten good support? Yeah, I can give one example. One example would be in New Brunswick, there's an organization called PRAB which stands for the Puerto Rican Action Board. Mm -hmm. And PRAB serves um, the entire community regardless of you know, religion or ethnicity, et cetera. And so the, um, the executive director, Jose Montes, mm -hmm. has really embraced the mm -hmm. NOMAS initiative. Mm -hmm. he, has, yeah. he spoke at our launch event back in December, and he has um, partnered with us to be sure that both our tier one and tier two workshops come to the PRAB clients and staff. Yeah. And this is there. This is a community-based organization that provides all different kinds of social services, also oversees many preschools in New Brunswick and the school-based youth services in the public school. So that's an example of an organization that has really embraced the initiative and partnered with us, and mm -hmm. it's, been, it's been terrific. Mm -hmm. That's good to know, and mm -hmm. we will provide all the information, contact information, websites, et cetera, for our viewers, if they would like to get some more information about PrEP 
and mm-hmm. their initiatives <coughs> so if someone wants to reach out they can mm-hmm. now uh, this this uh, um, nomas project which is three tier project through mm-hmm. this grant um, it ends at certain time of the year or would it be a continuation of the program our our current initiative uh, concludes at the end of december of 2016 you know we're certainly looking at ways to continue the work because mm-hmm. it's making such an important impact impact in yeah. the community um, i know we have just a little bit time left i would like to um, ask and especially for our viewers who might be benefiting from this information as during this uh, program you are reaching out to the daycares or school teachers mm-hmm. um and it's needless to say that we know there are young victims of domestic violence mm-hmm. you know they are just innocent bystanders they are children they are innocent they happen to be there mm-hmm. what kind of educational uh approaches are being discussed with the teachers or um with the preschoolers or mm-hmm. uh, uh daycares that if they know that there's something is happening in their homes the teachers should be asking right questions or um being vigilant are mm-hmm. you addressing any part of those yeah. in this program i mean in both our tier 1 and tier 2 workshops their a uh, portion of the curriculum discusses the effects on children who witness uh domestic violence so they're getting that information and we encourage the um so for the moms for the latinas it's you know it is affecting your children so then with the cultural value, value of familismo in the latino community that and an importance mm-hmm. placed on keeping the family together we introduce the idea yes that's very important but there's already a disruption happening mm-hmm. because the children are being negatively affected when they witness it mm-hmm. as well as the negative effects on the victim so we try to plant that seed that yes there's such a value of familismo and keeping the family mm-hmm. together but at what cost at what cost at what yes. cost then with the tier 2 mm-hmm. with the professionals mm-hmm. we're sharing information on the effects on children and how their what their behavior might show mm-hmm. and encouraging them <clears throat> you know you could speak privately to that student is yes. everything okay you can make a referral um and and refer you know check it out with mom maybe and make a referral to the people who are the experts excellent i know we are out of time time for this segment and we have continuation this has been such a um amazing project mm-hmm. and i'm sure that there is a whole lot to come even though when the project is over so i look forward to having you again in our next segment mm-hmm. and for our viewers i hope that you are finding information discussed here is critical and valuable and there might be people in your community in your neighborhood that might be able to benefit um and please feel free to call these numbers reach out to them mm-hmm. like their facebook pages and in any way if you can support your community so this would be a a big contribution to the community service thank you for watching despite the challenges i am host ritu chopra until next time <laughs>